your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. My name is Jay Mamie, and I am very excited to have you here with us today, joining us for another hour of Thrive Time. Boy, have we've got a dynamic show in store for you today. I mean, we've got a show today that is full of content, and not only content, but three incredible people that are going to share what they are up to and how their stories and their projects are going to be what I believe an integral part of your Thrive activities. You know, we've been talking a lot about Thrive activities, right? And that is the activities that you can create that will uh, force you in a way, to thrive, whether you like it or not. <laughs> they're going to force you to thrive. So today we've got three individuals that are going to share with us what they're doing and, uh, and their own pursuit, not only changing their own lives, but what they're doing to impact communities as well. So we're going to have a chance to hear from them today. We'll talk more about that in a little while. But I just want you to know that we strive like crazy week to week to bring you great people that you could be inspired by, stories that can motivate and stir your soul. And I got to be honest with you, folks, I'm believing it's working. The testimonies that I continue to receive, the comments, the emails uh, that pour in days after the show airs, it's really amazing. So I want to thank all of you that are doing that. You are providing for me personally the encouragement that it takes in order to continue to to put projects like this out where I know that people are being inspired, they are being impacted, they are being influenced, and I could play a small small role in in their uh, ability to thrive. And, and by the way, I just want to welcome you, the listeners. If you're listening to the to the show for the first time today, I, I'm thankful and I'm grateful because without listeners, without an audience, you don't have a show, right? And our listening audience continues to grow week after week after week. And that's amazing. And it's not just because uh, not here in the Dallas region. We are a Dallas-based show, but our show... Because of our Listen Live feature at our website and also on cliff.com, our show is listened to from all over the world. So I want to welcome our new listeners from Australia. And that's right, Australia. I received an email from someone who has said, hey, we are 13 hours ahead, so we've got to plan our schedule the right way to cast the show. But we were introduced to the show by someone else who's a friend of theirs from the Bronx, New York. And uh, now they're listening to the show in Australia and uh, catching it actually on the archive section on our radio site, uh, radio show site rather, where they're not able to catch it live. They're catching it on the archive section. And that being said, folks, if you are listening to our show for the first time or maybe the second time, can I encourage you to go back and have a uh, have a binge hearing session of our prior archived episodes. They're fantastic as we've got now a chock full of episodes to inspire and impact and and really help you get to the next level of thriving that you're pursuing. So make no mistake, if you don't catch the show live on Sunday mornings, you can certainly go back to our show site. That's the jmamietalkshow.com and make sure that you click onto the archive section and, and listen to some of our fantastic prior episodes. They're going to inspire you like nothing else. And by the way, while you're there, check out our business directory section. We've got some incredible people doing incredible things 
uh, that are part of our show. They are our sponsors, our supporters, and the only way they get on this show as a sponsor or a supporter is if they're doing something innovative, something creative, something that's good for the community, something that's good for people. That's how they get on here. So make sure that you support them as well as you continue to support this show by listening in every week. And by the way, this is a word-of-mouth grassroots movement here. Many of our listeners have have, uh, have been introduced to the show because someone else has heard an episode that they felt was impacting enough that they wanted to share. So can I ask you to share because you care? <laughs> if you have a good experience in one of our episodes, make sure that you share the episode because you care. You care for someone else who's looking to thrive. You, you might hear something that someone else you know needs to listen to. Our messages are so impacting that somebody out there that you know needs to listen to the message. And quite frankly, you never know who's in need of a good word. You never know who's in need of being inspired or, or just a technical, tactical uh, piece of information that can help them thrive in, in their particular area of life. So share because you care. I want to share with you that we are now getting a ton of questions that are being asked from our listeners. I mentioned uh, in our previous episodes that if you've got a question, we're going to air your question. And we've gotten now hundreds of questions, so it's very difficult to get to all of them. But I've got a great one that came in from S. Johnson right here in Dallas. S. Johnson is a husband. He's a father of three. He said that in his particular question that he's asked. I'm going to share the question with you. And I will have a question that I'm going to air every single week because it's valuable. Uh, it's important and it's a valuable part of our show that to get feedback from our listeners. Not only that, be able to address their questions as they are in need of an answer. So he says, as a father, as a husband, as a, as a husband and a father of three, full-time employee, his question is, how can I realistically stay on task when building my side business? His question refers to an episode we had about two, three weeks ago that was on staying on task. So again, his question is, how can I realistically stay on task when building a side business? Well, guys, the answer is not an easy answer. Uh in fact, it's not that it's not an easy answer. The answer to, to S. Johnson is you're faced with a challenge that many people who have a regular job, who have a family, and now they're looking to do something different on the side, looking to build a second business or a career or something entrepreneurial. It's not easy. So welcome to the world that many straddle because they're an employee with an entrepreneurial spirit. But here's my answer to you. You make sure that you respect and honor the task that you're doing at the moment that you're doing it and have the integrity not to cross over, not to have crossover activity. And here's what I mean. If you are going to dedicate an hour to a day or a week or however it is you're dedicating to create your side business, don't get distracted with the stuff that is part of what you do when you are a parent or an employee. So the tasks of a parent honor those when you are doing them. The the task of an employee honor those, have the integrity to stick to those when you are doing them. And the same when you are building your side business. Have the integrity, have the honor uh, honor that time, give your best focus to that time, do what's most urgent while you are working that side business task. Do not rob that side business task from your focus and from the time it deserves. In other words, stay to the integrity of the time you've allotted for each specific task. I hope that helped, my friend. Great question, by the way. I'm sure many are asking. 
But I want to turn to our show now because today's show is all about building the right relationships, meeting the right people, surrounding yourself with people that can pour into you the good stuff, not deduct from you, not distract from you. Um, what you need in order to move forward. Because there are people out there you can surround yourself with. There's relationships that you can build that don't necessarily serve you, right? Well, you want to meet the right people that are going to help you build the right relationships because relationships that help you thrive are the ones that you are, uh, that you should be intent to develop. Isn't that true? Relationships that will help you thrive in the area that you're seeking to, those are the ones you've got to develop. So here's how you do that. You've got to become proactive in meeting the right people first and then building a relationship with them. And here's what I mean by being proactive. Don't be lazy in seeking out the people that you need to meet in order to help you get to the next level. I had a conversation with my nephew, uh, with my brother, who was sharing with me a conversation he had with his nephew, my brother Joe uh, in New York, my nephew uh Xavier, who's got a thriving DJ business, but he felt like he was gypped because a few years ago he wanted to be mentored. He wanted to build a relationship. He pursued it, but it didn't pan out the way that he would have wanted to. And the fact of the matter is now he realizes that it caused him a five-year delay in learning and he could have been that much more advanced. So he stopped pursuing those relationships for at that time. As a young person, he doesn't know, right? But us as adults, or even if we're young uh, people listening to the show, let me encourage you. You've got to be proactive in seeking and searching the people that are going to become great connections for you. Be proactive in meeting the right people and then building a relationship with them. By the way, it's a mutually beneficial relationship, a mutually, a mutual beneficial relationship, rather. In other words, don't just be a taker, but be a giver as well. A mutually healthy relationship won't work if all you do is take, take, take. You've got to bring something to the table as well. So make sure that those that you're pursuing, those people that you are seeking out to to get to know, to, to surround yourself with them, to build a relationship with them, make sure that you are ready to, to pour something back into them. And then all that may be is your enthusiasm. All that may be is your your attention and your focus. That might be what you bring to the table. But let me encourage you to think about something else. Take inventory of where you need to grow, whether in a particular skill set, maybe it's your character, maybe it's a lack of knowledge, maybe it's in your business, maybe it's just, uh, maybe you just don't know enough people, right? And, and, And that's part of your inventory. You don't know enough people. And the list can go on and on. You have to assess what you're lacking And then purposely seek to meet those that can help you in the areas that you're lacking. But you've got to take inventory first. How do you know who you need to meet if you don't identify what's missing and what needs to be improved? And who can pour, who can mentor, who can share with you their knowledge to help you in that particular area? And by the way, let me just say this. Not every relationship has to be permanent. I know some of you are probably thinking, oh, boy, I got to build a relationship and I've got how long am I going to have to culture that? Listen, not every relationship has to be permanent. Some relationships are seasonal and that's okay. Not every relationship, by the way, has to be deep rooted or, or some meaningful deep connection. It has to be just enough so there's mutual support and understanding. It doesn't have to be a deep relationship. And the cool thing is that you never true. You never truly lose a relationship that may have been seasonal because there could be something else in the future that surfaces where that relationship has a chance to be rekindled again. 
So don't get caught up with the depth of the relationship or the length of the relationship. It may just be seasonal and it may be just enough so that you can get what you need. That person gets what they need in a mutually beneficial way and you move on. And here's the final point. Don't go at it alone. No reason to. There are great people waiting in the wing who are willing to help you as you're looking for someone who can uh, provide the help that you need. There's people out there that will provide the help that you need. You have to be willing to build those relationships, surround yourself with the right people, but first and foremost, be proactive in seeking them out. Guys, when we return, our featured guest today has a thing or two to say about seeking the right people and forging the right relationships. The dynamic and popular Tiki Davis, he's the founder of the global initiative, the Tiki Factor. He's with us. He's going to talk about relationships, and we're going to hear from him right after the break. Would you rather spend $100 or $10,000? It seems like a no-brainer, but most people don't know that their home insurance usually only comes with one water coverage, and you're missing out on three more. So if you're not sure if you have one or all four, please give me a call. My name is Diane Fitz with Goosehead Insurance. I have a family agency in Frisco, Texas, and we can shop the market for you to get you the best quality coverage. My number is 214-935-9625, and I can't wait to hear from you. Hey, friends. This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show, and I'm a big believer and supporter of small businesses. That's why me and my wife, we love our beneficent candles. They make beautiful handmade candles that smell incredible and use safe, high-quality ingredients. You can feel good about their candles because every beneficent purchase supports cancer research. So visit beneficent.com. That's B-E-N-E-F-I-S-C-E-N-T.com to get your favorite candle. Use code J10 for 10% off your order and show support for small business. Hear this. KLIF News and Information. While you're here. I've been talking about this. Hear this. Fox News Talk live coverage. While working here. We're going to get through this, and we'll get through it together. Whether you start your day the KLIF way or stay in the know with Fox News Radio, TuneIn has the local and national news you want to hear. Wherever you are, whatever you want to hear, hear, hear. Download TuneIn from your app store. Listen for free. TuneIn. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I hope that you grabbed uh, from our last segment how important it is to build the right relationships, meet the right people, and be proactive about it. Our guest speaker in this segment is someone who's mastered getting around the right people, and he's going to give you his insight on why that's important. But I began to say that Tiki Davis is one of the most popular speakers. He's dynamic. He's the founder of the global initiative, the Tiki Factor. He's going to share with us a little bit the story about that as well. But not only is he one of the country's most successful entrepreneurs with ownership of a number of companies, but apart from being the founder of the Tiki Factor, he's got a platform that inspires people all over the world about making a total commitment, and that's his message. And I think if we're going to really uh, embrace that 2021 is right around the corner and all the things we've been talking about on our radio show these last couple of weeks are geared towards understanding the things that need to improve and change and, and be modified in order to have a successful 2021, part of that has got to be an, an approach and a uh, total commitment uh, attitude. And that's why Tiki is on the show today. So, Tiki Davis, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Jay, for having me. And, you know, everybody out there, thanks for listening. 
as he said, you know, my name is Tiki Davis, and I am the founder and CEO of the Tiki Factor brand out here in Texas. And, you know, like he said, I've owned numerous businesses throughout my life. And, you know, I'm just trying to inspire people to be great. That's awesome, brother. Let's get started with the beginning, Tiki. You've got mm -hmm. a history. You've had some challenges early, early on. And, and for f folks who don't know your story, can you take a couple of minutes just to get us up to speed on your story? Because I think it's important for people to know. Okay. Background on my story. Just like any young black man, we think our future or the end goal is becoming a professional athlete. So just like many African young boys in America, I had a dream of becoming a professional athlete. And more importantly, I had a vision of playing running back for the Dallas Cowboys. So that's how technical and precise I was with my dream. But as an early age, growing up in the projects here in West Texas, only person that I had at that time was my mother. And so she was the only person that I could vent to and tell her about my dream. Then I says, mother, if it ain't too hard, when Christmas comes, can you give me a Randy White football. Mm. And Randy White played for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And mom wasn't for sure that she could fulfill that request of her boys with that football because my mom had just started her first ever job. And at this time, it was seasonal work. She was a Salvation Army worker. So she was outside of your local Walgreens, Kmart, Walmart, ringing the bell for tips for the Salvation Army. But depending on when you started with the Salvation Army, depended on when you got paid. So mom wasn't guaranteed she was going to get She wasn't for sure if she could fulfill that request of her boy. Mm. So around that time, 80, 80, 82, 83, mom was for sure the balls we wanted for Christmas. And around that time, mom also had a street life. And her street life almost caught me, cost me my life because she was out one evening. She had robbed this gentleman, and he came back to murder her. Instead, he stabbed me in the neck with a screwdriver and almost took my life. When I was in second grade, I was nine years old. Mm. So surviving that and overcoming that from the place that I lived in the projects, you know, I didn't have anybody running to the hospital looking to make sure I was all right because mom was afraid that I would break and tell them what happened. Then you think I would fly on the straight and narrow. When I was 17 years old, I was a sought-out athlete, and I was pursuing my dream of becoming that football player. And I found myself incarcerated at 17 for a crime I didn't commit. So all the scholarship offers and things that I had was gone away, just like a blink of an eye. So now I became that 1% that I, I didn't become that 1% I wanted to become a successful. I became part of that almost that 99% of black men with something on his record, a blemish. And they thought I was done even before I got started. So I spent my senior year in jail. Mm. I get out, I'm on, I'm on a 10-year probation for something that I didn't do. So when I'm in jail, I'm telling everybody, when I get out of here, I'm going to go to college. I'm, I'm going to get a degree. And they would laugh at me like, yeah, you'll be back, Davis. But we'll fast forward now. From that time to this time, I've educated myself. I went to a university of higher education. I got a bachelor's degree. I received my master's degree. Now they call me Dr. Tiki Davis because I received my PhD. Mm. And, I, and a lot of times I teach these kids when I'm speaking around the world and their parents and stuff, they say, hey, be the best. I don't teach the best. I teach to become the only. 
Tiki Davis, the man, the Tiki Factor is the only person to do some of the things I've done in the world. The only. So we'll fast forward. In my early 20s, I was the number one independent consultant in the world. I worked for the number one independent oil man in the world, Wildcatter, Clayton Williams Jr. So at 28 years old, I was running a $2, million, a $2 billion company as far as quality control by myself. So, and so, so that was unheard of, a young black kid running a billion-dollar oil company by himself in his 20s. And I did it for seven years. And so with that experience and the knowledge of business and just overcoming, you know, I parlayed that into entrepreneurship. I bought a few restaurants. I started a construction company. Um, you know, now we're, we're in the reentry facility because I want to help people that was getting out of prison to get a second chance at life that didn't get a fair shot. And to sum it all up, now that we are now, you know, we're working on a, a biopic on the Tiki Davis life. We're working on a major book deal. It's titled, I Had to Lose to Win. And to sum it all up, the person that falsely accused me when I was 17 came forward 23 years later and said, I'm sorry, he didn't do this. Mm. So, wow. So now we're completely clean from that. But in spite of, I always kept my head up, always kept my chest out, and I always tackled the dream and not the obstacle. So that's a little bit of my story, Jay. Listen, I mean, that, that is the super-duper trailer version of the Tiki Davis story. I know there's there's a lot more mean potatoes there, so we're going to break that down. But I'm listen, there's lots of folks that grew up in challenging environments, right? And and so, right. so did I. We all grew up, a lot of us grew up in challenging environment, and, and we have a choice to make, right? We can continue the trajectory right. that's expected of us if we grow up in that, that community or that environment and become mm-hmm. just another statistic, or we could do things differently. We could make different decisions. I want to know what motivated you because when the rubber met the road and you had to make mm-hmm. a decision, you were at the crossroads. What motivated mm-hmm. you, what motivated you rather not only to, to change, but to seek something better. Well, when the rubber met the road where I came from, it's easy to quit and give up. Cause that's what everybody was doing. It takes no skill to quit and give up. It's just existing. So me, I wanted something different for my life. I wanted something different for my family if I ever was going to have one. So giving up was never an option for me. So when it met the road, it was either right or left. It wasn't even right or left. It was straight ahead. Because when you're going straight ahead, that means you're moving, progressing. Right or left, that means you're, 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 you're getting off the, 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 the path that you need to take. So me, like I would say the T and the Tiki factor, I was making a total commitment to my life. So it just keep going forward. Left or right was not the option. You know, that's, that's critical. What you said, if you start looking to the left and the right, you get distracted from what's ahead. Isn't that true? Right. If, right. if you're driving a car and you're looking to get somewhere by a certain time, the more often you look left to see who's driving on the left lane, see who's on the right lane, see that building on the left, the battle on the right, you lose sight of what's ahead of you. Not only could that be very dangerous, but it'll take you that much longer to get to where you need, where you know you need to go. So what you said there is right. powerful. But meeting right people can change a person's life. And you mentioned right. that you met the right person. I want you to share that story a little earlier. You mentioned that you met the, 
uh, a billionaire who runs an okay. oil company. And I've read okay. your posts. I've, I've read what you've written on Facebook. You give him honor and, and you also often right. recognize him. That is the right person that you met. How important is meeting right. the right people if you want to change your life? Well, well, I think it's all about time and an opportunity. When I met Mr. Clayton Williams, he wasn't the first right person I met. He was one of the long list of people that I met. Um, I met Mr. Williams when I was 28 years old. And when I met him, I was prepared for that blessing at that time, you know, and he gave me the ability to live life on my own terms, meaning that, you know, I had the financial freedom working for him. And that gave me the ability to give back and have people work for me. But the first guy that really invested in me on a financial or mentorship level, other than my step parents, was this guy named Steve Lake. He owned a, a local car dealership, a BMW and a Chevy dealership. And when I was released from jail at 17, I went to go work for him. And he was my first experience with an earth angel that invested in me because he sent me to college. He paid for my college education, you know, and we're friends to this day. Now he owns Bentley Rolls Royce of Austin, Texas, you know, and he's a big time booster for the University of Texas Longhorns. So, you know, good company. So the people around you really affect you. So I'm still around those great people. You know, there's there's something to be said about bad company corrupts good character, right? But com- good yeah. company enhances great character. Would you agree to that? Yes. So, yes. Tiki, we've got a lot more to unravel here. And, and in our last, as we're closing out our, our last uh, minute of this segment here, I want you to share with us... What has your prior struggles taught you about life and success? Well, the thing about it is life is not lived in a day. You got to continue to grow through it, not go through it, but grow through it. And, you know, you just got to make a total commitment to your life. You can't look left. You can't look right. You can't look at another person to get a break. I believe everybody in life has caught breaks but maybe that person burned the bridge. So people, what I challenge you to do when somebody gives you an opportunity or a break, you make sure you don't burn burn that bridge. So I was just making sure anytime someone helps you, just make sure you don't burn that bridge. Awesome. Hey, Tiki, when we come back after the break, I know that you're all about change, change, seeing change happen in our country, seeing change happen Mm -hmm. in your community. I know you are actively I've uh, got some things happening to to do your part to see changes occur. So on the on on the second segment with you, I want you to share with us a little bit about what changes you see the community and the country needs to make, and what are you doing about it. Okay, guys, we'll be right back after the break. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Hi, I'd like to report a bear hug. Uh, okay. Well, before I left my campsite, I was putting out my fire, and out of nowhere, Smoky Bear showed up and hugged me? So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He likes it when people correctly put out their campfires. He's pretty big on wildfire prevention. He's just letting you know you did good with a uh, hug. He's a hugger. I just got a bear hug from Smoky Bear. Status update! All right, I'm going to let you go now. I've got uh, a lot of uh, ranger stuff to do. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. 
Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Running and marketing your company during a pandemic requires creative solutions. That's why the Ritchie Company can help you in a variety of ways from signage to show your customers you're open and following all social distancing and safety guidelines to branded items like masks, hand sanitizers, bags, and even packaging. Go check them out at therichiecompany.com. That's R-I-C-H-E-Y company.com. Having a hard time finding commercial funding? Is this challenge stalling your business goals and dreams? Well, at JRF Financial, they specialize in getting your commercial funding challenges resolved because they work with the largest SBA lender in the country. They work with over 33 different types of alternative lending and can fund anything from equipment to real estate. Don't let funding challenges stop you. Call Justin Fry at 678-506-7567 or visit them at jrffinancial.com. Newsmax TV. It's America's new conservative cable news channel, and it just broke records. Comscore reports almost 10 million cable viewers tuned in to watch Newsmax last month. It's at the cutting edge of the media revolution. Check out Newsmax TV, and every weekday night, watch Greg Kelly Reports, a former Marine, combat veteran, and former White House correspondent. Greg Kelly is exposing the media's lies about President Trump. Greg also reveals the war over President Trump's Supreme Court nominee. Newsmax is on all major cable Systems, Xfinity, DirecTV, Dish, Spectrum, Cox, Optimum, Fios, Uverse, and more. Check your cable guide. Also get Newsmax free on Roku, Zumo, YouTube, Pluto, Apple TV, Chromecast, Amazon Fire, or your smart TV like Samsung and LG. Or just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone. So tune into Newsmax TV now for Greg Kelly, plus shows with Mike Huckabee, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Alan Dershowitz, and more. Watch Newsmax TV. Because it's real news for real people. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. We're back with Tiki Davis on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Tiki, we left off our last segment talking about the changes that you believe need to occur in our country and in our communities. But what are you contributing to these changes? What have you got right now on your agenda that you are aggressively looking to see these changes occur? Well, right now, locally, what I'm doing is I'm running for public office. And the office that I'm running for is City Councilman District 1. And that position is a, a great position for me because I'll be over the district of the community where I grew up. And that same apartment complex where I was stabbed in the neck, I'll be over that district. The, when I got adopted by the White family, it's the same district that I, I cut my teeth in. And so... What I want to do is just not be the voice or talk about be the change and telling people to go vote because it's easy to tell people to go vote or what you should do. But I, I'm, I'm jumping out in front of it and I'm running for office where I can actually help. So I'm using my platform to help the people and not more play any people. I'm helping the people that I know personally. And, that, and that's awesome, brother, because many people, they just uh, they just talk to talk. They don't walk the walk. So it takes a certain person to say, okay, enough talking, I'm walking, and that's what you're doing right now. But there's a lot of changes that this country needs to make, a lot of changes in our communities. What would you say right now, based on your life experience and, and what you've been, uh, uh, what you've seen and, and, and have gone through, what would you say right now mm -hmm. are the one or two major changes that on a countrywide we need to look at and then on a local level we need to, to, to look at also? Well, the thing about it is we got to understand 
and we don't have to accept, but we got to understand everything is not equal. You know, it, it is systemic racism. It is different things that when people do see people, when you walk into a place, they see a black man first if you're black, or you walk into a place if you're a white man, they see a white man first. But the thing about it is we need to stop lying to ourselves. And when people say, I don't see color, I don't see race, that's the first thing everybody sees. So the first thing is I believe we just got to be honest and just realize that we're different. But the only thing that that when it comes to the only time black man or Asian or any other race is equal is when we're praying to God. Mm. That's the only time we're equal is when we're praying to God. And when the world understands that, we'll be a better place. Quit trying to make everyone equal because it's not going to happen. You know, the system is set up. And a lot of people say the criminal justice system is broken. It's not broken. It's doing exactly what it was designed to do. It's doing that. So it was unbiased or unfair for African-Americans, but that's what it was designed to do. So it's not broken. It's working perfectly well. But what you got to do is scratch it and start all over to make it fair. So in your so, in your own community, in your own community, mm-hmm. what would be the yeah. first two, three things that you're going to tackle should you be elected as a representative of that community? Well, my, my, my focus is, is restoring the community. What do I mean by restoring the community? When I was a young fella growing up in District 1, it was essential, meaning that it, it was self-sufficient. It had restaurants, it had businesses, barbershops, laundromats, doctor's offices, and things like that. The reason in my community it's not self-sufficient anymore is because integration happened. And then once the, the blacks or the Hispanics could go on the opposite side of the track and buy goods, it hurt the community. So what I want to do is restore the community, one, then bring businesses and restaurants. Two is we don't know where we're going if we don't know where we've been. Mm. So I want to create a museum to show the community and the city of Odessa as, as a whole the great things and the great pioneers that came before us in District 1. No matter what your race is, if you made impact on the community, business owner, coach, teacher, lawyer, whatever you did, I got to show that because a lot of that is dying. And the last thing is three is to let them know the young kids that like, if I did it, so can you. That's a great message. And And I I would imagine that it's a message that's going to resonate with a lot of people, but let's turn Mm -hmm. the corner a little bit now on the tiki factor. Because that's what caught my attention about you. I I had a chance to to actually become aware of you through one of our prior guests, Keenan Williams, and then you and I connected. And we've we've talked for about a year and a half, but never really had a chance to collaborate up until now. But I know that the Tiki Factor is an initiative that you came up with uh, that's helping a lot of people. But how did you come up with this with this concept of the Tiki Factor? Well, one of, one of my teachers that I have, you're not great without great mentors and great teachers. Mm-hmm. One of my mentors is the guy, the great Les Brown. And uh, he was training and teaching me some, some tips and speaking. And he like, Tika, we got to brand you. Your name is so unique. And then one day we're up in North Carolina somewhere traveling, loading, playing, and he just says, Tiki Factor. And it just stuck with me. And so at that point, we started kind of developing it. And let me explain to the audience what the Tiki Factor is. My name is Tiki Davis, but I use the Tiki as an acronym. My name is spelled T-I-K-I. The T stands for total commitment. 
I need you to make a total commitment to your life. The next thing is the I. I need you to live from your imagination and not your history Mm. because none of us is our history. The next thing is K, kindred spirits. The people around you affect you. So if you're hanging out with five broke people, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be number six. And the last I is the most important thing I like to say is invest. Invest in yourself. Before anybody ever invested in me, I had to learn to invest in myself. Because if people see you moving in the right direction, trying to be the very best you can, not saying that you're not going to have any mistakes, but trying, they will invest in you. So those are the tiki factors. T, total commitment. I, imagination. K, kindred spirits. And I, invest in yourself. You know, that's fabulous, Tiki. And when you mentioned Les Brown, it reminded me of the first segment of how building those relationships can take you further along in life by having them as if, uh, as opposed to not having them. And you being able to build a relationship with Les Brown, the, the world-renowned Les Brown, I mean, it's powerful. And I think he was dead mm-hmm. on when he gave you the inspiration to go after the Tiki Factor brand, which is brilliant. But what message mm-hmm. can people expect to hear? So let's say now we've got a listening, uh, we have a listener. And by the way, our listenership is global. So there's people all over the place listening to our show, even as far as I mentioned earlier in the program, Australia. So what right. can someone expect to hear from the Tiki Factor as a, uh, as a predominant message? You gave us the acronym, but what can people mm-hmm. come to expect from the Tiki Factor? Well, really what the Tiki Factor, what you can expect from that is to never give up. The success and failures that I had, it was because I never gave up. Don't matter if I was looking at 99 years in prison. Didn't matter if I was running a multi-billion dollar oil company. Didn't matter if I was starring in movies in Hollywood. Regardless what it was, the work it took to get there, I just never gave up. That's what my message is. The Tiki Factor is points that you can use in your life wherever you're at right now. If you're working at a Wendy's, never give up. If you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, never give up. If you're a single parent, never give up. Because we're all struggling on our own level. So I challenge people to master where you are currently before you try to jump to the next level. Because a lot of times we'll drive around or we'll see people moving in a different direction that we want to move. And sometimes we try to jump to what they're doing versus embracing where we are. So what I tell everybody, there's no such shortcut to success. So I say, master where you are to get to where you're going. So the Tiki factor in a nutshell is never give up on you. I love it. That's a great message. And boy, you could build a global following with something as powerful, uh, simple, but powerful as never give up on you. And that's obviously what's happening to you as more and more people are reaching out to you to have you uh, speak at their events and to be someone who plays an integral part in that companies and that corporation, that organization, even a school. You're you're being uh, sought after by a number of schools these days to speak to the kids. So what does the future right. hold for someone like Tiki well, Davis? Well, the future holds is Tiki Davis is going to be a household name. The Tiki Factor brand is going to be on tennis shoes. It's going to be on your sweatshirts. It's going to be in your living room. We're working on a the book, the major autobiography is called I Had to Lose to Win, and that'll take you from day one to current day of my life. We're also working on a biopic that's going to be in theaters and to your Netflix real soon. 
So what it is, the Tiki Factor brand is just going to be a global brand of never giving up and persevering through faith and grace. And hopefully at the end you win. And sometimes winning looks different for every race and every person. And that's pretty much it. All right. Well, listen, it's been an awesome joy to have you on the show today. I think you've poured in a few minutes that we've had a chance to enjoy together a lot of great inspiration and content to the listener. But I'm going to give you 15 seconds, uh, Tiki. So, number one, let people know where they can find you because that's important. Uh, But what message are you going to leave with the audience? And and take about 30 seconds. uh, Quickly, let, let us know how we can find you. But then... Give us a message that you can leave our audience with today, please. Well, as I close, the simplest thing I can do is I challenge everybody, make a total commitment to your life. Whatever you are mastering in your life, just make a total commitment to that. Even if you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you're in a difficult relationship, you're in a difficult financial situation. If this COVID-19 got you in, in a bad situation or a bad way feeling, so I need you to make a total commitment and pivot in the pandemic. And how you can find me is uh, TikiDavis.com. That's my personal website. You can find me at um, Facebook at Tiki Davis. And you can also find me on Instagram at The Tiki Factor. Hey, and I would love to work with you. And that's how you can find me. Send me an email or a private message, and we can keep the conversation going. All right. Well, Thank listen, you for brother. Your time. I appreciate you being on the show today. You and I, we've got a future that awaits and and a lot of collaboration to do. So I appreciate this being the first of many, many, many. Congratulations on your success and appreciate you being on the show, brother. Thank you for the opportunity, Jay. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I liked kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. (laughs) I'm going to return the kayak. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Are you looking for the very best in senior care, but also safety against coronavirus? I'm Godwin Dixon, co-founder and co-creator of Teresa's House Assisted Living and Memory Care at Craig Ranch McKinney. We designed Teresa's House to be the very best with state-of-the-art air safety features and 24-7 on-site nursing and fun activities in a beautiful and home-like setting. Teresa's House is perfect. Call us today at 972-747-8033 or visit us at teresashouse.com to learn more. Teresa's House, just like home, only better. Are you ready to buy a home but have been turned down from another lender or just don't know where to begin? Don't give up on your dream. Your local Texas team at Angel Oak Home Loans may have the perfect solution for you. They offer traditional loans and a portfolio suite of products to help customers with financing needs. Contact your Angel Oak Home Loans Texas team today. Visit DonnieWalton.com or call them 214-280-5716. Not a commitment to lend. All loans are subject to credit approval. NMLS 685842, Equal Housing Lender. I'm thinking about Dorothy. Dorothy who? There's no place like home. That Dorothy. Oh, the one with the shoes. And all she wanted was to get back home. Home is a special place. And 1-800-GOD-JUNK makes it even more special. By getting rid of what doesn't belong? By getting rid of what doesn't belong. We love what we do. Let us do it for you. We'll give you back your big, open, magical home. 
because that's what you get when the junk is gone. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Hear this. KLIF News and Information. Here. Whether you start your day the KLIF way or stay in the know with Fox News Radio, TuneIn has the local and national news you want to hear. Download TuneIn from your app store. Listen for free. TuneIn. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Guys, as an author myself, I, I'm incredibly impressed and I'm, and I'm incredibly uh, honored when I speak to someone else that is an author as well, especially when they're writing their first book, maybe their second book. 99% of most Americans don't write books. In fact, let's just say 99% of most human beings don't write a book. But when you do, boy, is it important to not only have your message heard, but for people to read your work because you write it with the right heart. You write it with the right spirit. You write it with the intent to help other people. And our author spotlight today is none other than Jason Murray. Jason Murray has written a fantastic book called Faith Plus Purpose Equals Legacy, Seven Steps to Strengthen Communities Through Entrepreneurship. It's almost as if Jason had a conversation with our prior guest, Tiki Davis, and somehow collaborated on on, on his life and on the life of Jason and, and birthed this fantastic book here. But on the line here, we have Jason Murray. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate you inviting me to the show. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's an honor to have you, brother. Anytime you can carve out the time and a dedication to write a book, it's something that should be recognized. But why don't you go ahead and first, before we launch into the book, tell us a little bit about yourself. Certainly. I'm a former corporate executive, spent a lot of time in corporate America. I transitioned to become an entrepreneur about 10 years ago. And I'm an entrepreneur, financial service entrepreneur, as well as a sales and marketing consultant. And recently, I've written two books. The first book, as you mentioned, Faith Plus Purpose Equal Legacy. And my goal is to uh, provide that information to as many people as possible. Excellent. And by the way, you're from the Northeast, so uh, you're representing the Northeast part of the country. Um, And I... I've had a chance to work with you and collaborate with you in the past, so it's really great to see you come out here with a with now your second book. But with regards to this first book, it's a powerful title. Why did you decide to write this book? What was your motivation and, and the passion that inspired you? Certainly. So all throughout my life, I've always been encouraging my children um, to become entrepreneurs. I felt that if they knew how to earn an income opposed to always looking for someone to pay them a salary, that would sustain them throughout their lifetime. And as I became an entrepreneur, having the focus on entrepreneurial endeavors, I thought that this book would help in encouraging other children to become entrepreneurs. So I wrote that book to encourage parents to encourage their children to become entrepreneurs, as I've encouraged my own children to become entrepreneurs. I believe we need to narrow the wealth gap, and as a result of strengthening our communities, if we can have fathers teaching our children how to become entrepreneurs, it's going to keep more fathers in the household. Thus, we can strengthen our communities by leveling the wealth gap through entrepreneurship training. So who will your book help? And in other words, who's going to benefit from reading your book? Certainly. Uh, Young adults, by all means, fathers as well, 
and even women who want to uh, provide this book for their children, um, their sons, to um, educate them on entrepreneurial endeavors and the importance of uh, having faith in yourself, building character, building skills, and those individuals who want to leave a legacy for themselves. I think that's a great audience uh, to be able to offer a book that not only gives adults the instructions on what they could do for themselves, but also as parents be able to use those instructions in raising children and even to a, a young person that wants to get an advantage or sort of a, a leverage life a little bit by reading something that can help them down the road is powerful. But what can you share, a piece of wisdom or a tip that you provide in the book? So sometimes you have to course correct. And I talk about that in one of the chapters in the book. And as we're going through this pandemic, for example, a lot of people are unemployed right now. They may be uh, waiting for a stimulus check or they may be having the ability to maybe pay some of their bills. By becoming an entrepreneur, it's going to give them ability to be more proactive in um, not just thinking about a corporate job or a job paying a salary, but earning their income, being proactive to have sustainable income and potentially multiple streams of income. So cost correction or pivoting at this point in time right now, as we're faced with this pandemic, that's the best advice I would give individuals. You know, that, that's a timely message, cost correction and pivoting. It's a timely message. So you somehow, maybe you had a crystal ball. I don't know, brother, but that message that you wrote about, say, about a year and a half ago, how timely is it for today? In our last 10 seconds, where could people find your book, Jason? Certainly. To get an autographed copy of my book, my website is faithpurposelegacy.com. That's faithpurposelegacy.com. And, of course, it's on Amazon, but you won't get an autographed copy by going to Amazon, but my website, again, faithpurposelegacy.com. Guys, get yourself an autographed copy of the book. It's fantastic. Jason, thanks for being on the show and look forward to having you in the future as I know you end up writing even more great works for people to read. Appreciate you. Thank you. appreciate you inviting me. It's always a pleasure. Guys, we're going to introduce our second featured author of the show, uh, there are certain books out there that are so impactful that they not only reach an older generation, but a younger generation at the same time. And, and our next author, Gina Paul, has written a fantastic book that really addresses two populations, two demographics, young kids and their parents at minimum. Her book, I Am Not being lazy, I just don't understand, is quickly becoming a hit among her peers and among parents as well. So we wanted her to have uh, have her say on our show and our featured author spotlight today. So Gina Paul, welcome to the show. Hi, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my complete pleasure. Gina, why don't you get up, uh, get our speakers up to speed on a little bit about you? Um, wow. Um, my family originally from Haiti, um, Cape Haitian to be exact, Okap to the um, um, natives. We migrated to Brooklyn, New York over 30 years ago. I was 10 years old, so I'm kind of dating myself there. Yeah. Uh, my, um, my parents came to the U.S., just a typical story, in search of a better life and education for their children, you know. And um, after high school, I went to college, um, you know, earned an undergrad degree in economics. Um, I worked in an accounting firm for many years, and unfortunately, back in 08 or 09, when the economy went bad, 
I lost my job, but I went back to school. Um, I earned my master's in early child education. And now for the past nine years, I've been um, working as a special education teacher, and I'm currently working on earning my bilingual license. It's a great story. And by the way, going from accounting into education is a great pivot. And there's a whole conversation and, and really an interview time we could spend just on that uh, alone. But why did you write the book? What is the purpose of the book? Um, I wrote the book because there's a need for that voice to be heard. And by the voice I'm talking about is um, you have countless children who goes through this form of, I mean, depends on what you want to call it, challenge, trauma, hardship. I mean, you pick the word. Um, because depending on the individual, it could be different. For me, it was a challenge and trauma kind of meshed into one because of my own experience as a student. However, as an educator, I see the struggles that my emergent bilingual students go through, you know, 30 years later, but yet I don't see books like this that are available to, um, you know, in the classroom. Therefore, I wanted to provide that. And that was the reason why I wrote the book. So who would the book ultimately benefit and why? Um, the book will benefit elementary age, um, middle schoolers, parents, teachers, and because um, I know that around that age, that's when the student becomes more socially aware and self-aware, and I wanted them to have an insight on their emergent bilingual peers. And I feel like it will benefit the teachers because in the classroom, it will help them to bridge the gap. And as for parents, to it helps them to educate their children in the home, in the home front as well because, you know, education is for at home. So I like the education for the home. I want to revisit this question, though, about purpose. Uh, mm -hmm. Every book has a purpose. Every book has an intention, which is why it was written. What mm -hmm. was the purpose or the intention behind you taking the time to write a book, which is not an easy thing for people to do? Um, for me, um, the purpose is like it's, I want children to be able to see others as individuals who have different needs or preferences, like dislikes, you know, to learn to have an appreciation for those differences, you know, and to be able to learn to help others in need. Mm -hmm. I want them to learn to be empathetic, you know, not just um, 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 but but the most important thing is I want emerging bilinguals to be hopeful in the mm -hmm. classroom, not fearful like I was. I want them to have a voice in the classroom, even um, if they don't have the proper words, because their voice is needed. I think that's incredible. Inspire others to understand that they're not alone. That's a great purpose. What, yeah. in, our, in our last minute here, what is the takeaway that you want the reader to experience? Um, I want them to, um, to learn that, they, you know, that... You know, Georgette, the character in the story, did not have the proper chance and benefit of doubt when she desperately needed it. So I want children to learn to be open-minded and willing to help others, even in difficult times, especially in difficult times, because kids need that. And so where could people find the book? Um, they could find it on Amazon. It's, um, we have it in hard copy and in Kindle. And I am actually currently working on the, trans the Haitian Creole translation, and then we'll be um, also translating in Spanish soon. Well, I appreciate you taking time to be on the book here. I'm sorry. I appreciate you taking time to be on the show here. 
And I know that your book's going to be a tremendous success. So I encourage you, if you're a parent, if you're an educator, if you're a public school official, you want to get your hands on this book because there are so many kids that are struggling with the same challenges that Gina struggled as a young person. And oftentimes, a challenge that goes misdiagnosed can be problematic for the future and the and, and how that child is, is treated. And it's simply because uh, the language or something that they, they went through that is, is just not being addressed the right way. This book will help you as an adult, but also help your child understand this. And from Gina's experience, uh, it's very authentic, so, and she'll be able to help in that degree as well. So make sure you pick up the book. Gina, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Jay, so much. Well, there you have it, my friends. That wraps up another episode of the Jay Mimi Talk Show. I hope that your hour that you've invested today to thrive is going to produce for you results. We had a chance to hear from three people today, three impacting people, Tiki Davis and Jason Murray and Gina Paul, our last two being incredible brand new authors with valuable works to present to the marketplace. Guys, that's what this show is about. If you loved it and if there's something that you received uh, from this episode, then let me encourage you to share it with others. It's a grassroots movement. Word of mouth is the best way to get things done. And I believe that there is tons of great stuff that you can share with word of mouth from what you've heard today. I appreciate you listening in. Hope to catch you next Sunday at 11 a.m. If not, make sure you catch the recordings at the archive section at the jmamietalkshow.com. Have a thriving week, everyone.